the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Galatians chapter 4. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you, brothers like Isaac, are children of the promise. But just as that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, so also it is now. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Baptized saints, hear the good news. You are not in bondage. Every single one of you, you are not in bondage. You are not in slavery But instead, you are children of the free woman, not children of the slave woman. That is the gospel for you this day. The Apostle Paul, in the epistle reading from Galatians, takes an event from the Old Testament and uses it to show us two ways that we human beings can function before God. That is to say, Paul talks about a lady named Hagar And another lady named Sarah. They are very different and represent two very different paths and ways of thinking. Now, long story short, Hagar was a slave, whereas Sarah was the true lady of the house. God told Sarah that she would conceive and give birth to a child that would eventually bring about the promised Messiah. However, Sarah found herself barren. Her biological clock had stopped ticking. So Sarah looked to her slave, Hagar, to have the child instead with her husband. Simply stated, instead of trusting God to be faithful to his promise, well, Sarah took things into her own hands and had Hagar, the slave, get pregnant with her husband instead. Sarah was trying to make God's promise come about by her force and by her plan. Yes, getting her slave pregnant was Sarah's solution and idea. It was a man-made solution to a divine promise. So, 
What eventually happened in the end was that Hagar had a son. But then, some years later, Sarah had a son in her advanced old age as well. And the birth of Sarah's child was a miracle. Sarah's birth, that birth of her child, was God being faithful to his original promise in spite of her seeming barrenness. And so God was faithful to Sarah, whereas the way of Hagar was all about mankind acting without faith. So, my friends, what we have before us are two women, two different ways of trying to fulfill God's promise. Hagar represents a man-centered method of making the promise of God come about, whereas Sarah, on the other hand, represents God's faithfulness in spite of the barrenness and old age. In other words, the slave Hagar represents life characterized by man-made solutions and actions of mankind, whereas the free woman, Sarah, represents a life that is characterized by God's faithfulness to his promise in spite of the impossible circumstances. So, a person going the way of trying to earn God's approval can be considered a child of the slave woman, Hagar, a person in slavery. However, a person that lives by faith, yes, a person living by faith, knowing that they cannot make anything right before God, but depends solely upon the Lord's grace, is considered a child of Sarah, the free person. Two completely different women with two different outcomes. One outcome depending on mankind's work and the other depending on God's faithfulness. Now, these two different ways of thinking and living are everywhere in the Bible. We see these two different ways with Cain and Abel, the Judaizers and Paul, the Pharisees and Jesus. In fact, throughout the history of the church, we have seen this division as well. Some 1,700 years ago, yes, some 1,700 years ago, we saw this division between a guy named Pelagius and St. Augustine. And then some 500 years ago, we saw this same division between the Catholic theologian named Erasmus and none other than Martin Luther. The list can go on and on and on. There are hundreds of examples of this division. Even today, we can look at churches and denominations to see that they either break the way of Hagar or they break the way of Sarah. Indeed, there is nothing new under the sun. And so today, from our reading in Galatians, we hear that we are not children of the slave woman. We're not children of the slave woman Hagar, but children of the free woman Sarah. Indeed, as blood-bought, baptized Christians, we are not slaves, but we are free. You see, Jesus has done it all for us, for you at Mount Calvary. And the Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel, enlightened you with his gifts, sanctified you, and kept you in the one true faith. All of this is gift. All of this is by the Lord's promise and the Lord's work for you. We cannot add anything to this 
but are simple recipients of grace upon grace upon grace. We are children of Sarah, children of God's promise. We live by faith, not by trusting in our own actions and our own endeavors. So, because we are children of Sarah and not Hagar, this actually means two things for you and for me this day. First, we can rejoice. We can rejoice. We can smile. We can laugh with a giddiness. We can rejoice and laugh with good cheer and joy. We rejoice in God and have a smile of confidence knowing that the Lord rules and leads everything. He is in control of everything, no matter the circumstance. We rejoice because we know that our sins are forgiven. Not just some of our sins, but all of our sins are forgiven in Christ. We delight in our identity as baptized saints, knowing that he has accomplished everything for us and gives it to us as a sheer gift. Forgiveness and life and salvation, all of this is yours because of Jesus. So we smile. We rejoice. We are giddy. We are hopeful. And we have good cheer, for the Lord is good to us. And secondly, because we are children of Sarah and not Hagar, secondly is this. We must cast Hagar aside. Yes, we must cast Hagar aside. We must drive out the teachings and the ideas of Hagar from the church and from our midst. Now this might sound cruel, but the reality is that a religion of bondage and slavery cannot coexist with the gospel. They are like oil and water. We cannot be saved by our works and the works of Jesus. There's only room for one person on the cross, and that is Christ. We are not baptized into our name and the Lord's name. There's only one name into which we are baptized, that triune name of God himself. And communion is not some potluck between the Lord and mankind where we both bring something to the table to share with each other, but instead... Communion is the Lord's Supper for us. There is only one host, not two. You see, dear friends, the way of Hagar injects mankind into the equation. The way of Hagar kicks the promises of God to the curb and acts not from faith but from sin. The way of Hagar depends on mankind's abilities and mankind's solutions However, the way of Sarah depends on the Lord and the Lord alone. What this means is that there is no middle ground. There is no compromise. The way of Hagar and the way of Sarah cannot coexist in the church at the same time. One of them must go. But here's the catch. The way of Hagar does not want to leave the church. It is like this. As soon as salvation by grace through faith alone is proclaimed, people will divide. Yes, they will divide into two camps. Some will rejoice in being free, 
and will become children of Sarah. However, others will hear and be offended and join Hagar and join Cain, the Pharisees and the Judaizers. Yes, these children of Hagar will hate the freedom of the gospel and will defend their shackles and their self-righteousness and their man-centered prisons of spirituality. This will result in them persecuting the children of Sarah. This will result in you being attacked. Dear baptized saints, this should not surprise you, though. Cain persecuted Abel. The same was true for Ishmael and Isaac. Esau and Jacob, Saul and David, Herod and John the Baptist, the Pharisees and Jesus, and so forth. This is the pattern throughout the Bible and throughout history. This is how it is. Those in bondage to their self-righteousness see the freeing gospel as a threat. Being deceived themselves, those in bondage have taken pride in their orange-striped prison uniforms and would rather stay in control in their six-by-eight-foot cell than be buried and raised with Christ. And so, this means that pastors, yes, that pastors need to fight against the spirit of Hagar when it encroaches on the church. Pastors must protect the sheep from the spirit of Hagar when it invades the flock. And parishioners, that is you, parishioners must also fight against the false doctrines of Hagar as well. And the reason why? It's quite simple. We are not slaves. You are not slaves. We are not in bondage. We are children of God. We are free in the gospel. Because of who we are in Christ and because Jesus has done everything for us, we cannot return to slavery. We cannot return to the ways of Hagar. We cannot return, we cannot, we must not return to ourselves, depending on our own works. The way of Hagar is the way of death. It is the way of self-dependence. It is the way of fear and doubt. It is the way of apostasy. And so, dear baptized saints, know this day that you are free. You are children of Sarah. You are free from the condemnation of sin. You are free from the wrath of God. You are free from the sting of ultimate death. And you are free from the pressure to self-justify yourself because Jesus Christ is sufficient. He is indeed sufficient. You are free, Lord of all, subject to none. You are free to be a servant of all and subject to all. You are free to labor and to love your neighbor without fear, without self-service. You are free to do good deeds, not to become a Christian, but because you already are a Christian. You are a child of the free woman. So rejoice in this this day. Be glad that you are a Christian. And at the same time, drive out this spirit of Hagar. Fight against this toxic and false doctrine and lies that seek to drag you back into bondage and slavery. Know that God has judged the spirit of Hagar and that it will be punished someday. Baptized saints, you are not children of the slave woman, Hagar, but you are free. You are the free woman. 
Rejoice this day and remain steadfast. Yes, remain steadfast in this freedom that has been accomplished for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.